We do want to wish all of you a merry, 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 merry Christmas. All of you watching, we want to wish you a merry Christmas too. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God is so good. Amen. I know you guys like to fellowship and enjoy that, but you got to come back and sit down and relax here. Hallelujah. That's why they always say, just do those that are right there but front and behind you get that there, but that's okay. Now, nah, we're so glad. We love that you go around. You know, we want to be friendly. We want to be a loving church. Praise God, we're blessed. We're looking forward to 2023 with great expectations. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. You know, I know it's Christmas time, all kinds of things going on. Uh, and it's either a very joyous time or it's a very anxious time. <laughs> we know it's a very busy time. But... Uh, but praise the Lord, you know, hallelujah. If you remind yourself uh, of the joy of Christmas, it changes everything. If you remind yourself, we're celebrating the birth, we're celebrating when God came down to man, amen? Emmanuel, God with us. You know, sometimes we, since we've grown up with that, since we hear that all the time, we really don't know how amazing that is. Because, you know, I mean, he didn't come, it was, there was 400 years of silence, right? 400 years of the dark ages, as they call it. And, uh, but then he showed up. He was prophesied all through the Old Testament. Then he showed up. And thank God he showed up. And we know, hallelujah, that he showed up. We know what he did. We know why he was here and the purpose of why he came. Amen? Hallelujah. And the greatest thing is we know the truth. Woohoo! And we know what the future holds. Amen. We ought to be excited. Hallelujah. We ought to be filled with hope, filled with peace, and filled with joy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, amen. Well, we're going to go ahead and, and worship God with our tithes and offerings. But if you're here for the very first time, you'd like to get connected with us, there's connect cards right there in the seat pockets in front of you. And it's such a blessing because we like to get, and we like to hear feedback, even if it's bad feedback. We like to hear, hey, what we can do better. Amen. So it's also our prayer request card. So if any of you need prayer or people around you, or you know some things, we'll go ahead and fill that out, drop that into the offering bucket as it goes by. Amen. And we're going to worship God with our tithes and offerings. So if you need an envelope, they're right there in the seat pockets in front of you. Or if you're giving online, if you set up your text. And uh, those of you that are watching, you know how to give. You know how to do all that. Hey, let's end on a bang. I just want to end on a supernatural month here. Let's just end supernaturally. You guys have been doing so wonderful all year long. Let's continue. Let God be God. I know that, you know, I mean, I've got 18 grandkids. So I, I know what Christmas can be, okay? <laughs> Hallelujah. I mean, that's a serious thing. And none of them want, you know, nothing from, they don't want, they want something big. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, it, it is what it is, okay? So, uh, you know, you got all that going on, so you just got to be a blessing to them. And I always tell myself, it's just, you know, hey, it's just money, it's no big deal. It's just money, it's no big deal. It's just, you know, hey, and my wife loves to give. She loves to give presents. She just, that's one of the things she just thoroughly loves to do that. So I just like, okay, go ahead. We have a lot of fun sewing and giving. And, uh, you know, if you get all excited about that, it can just mess you all up. Amen? And so uh, you can't do that. You got to know, you know what, we're giving because we love God, because we love people, and we want to be a blessing. And it's not to impress, it's just because we really thank you because of who you are and what you've done. And we just thank you because we appreciate you. Amen? You know, 
And uh, hallelujah. So that's our heart, you know, and that's what we want to do. So thank God we can bring our tithes and offers. Thank God we have a place to celebrate. Hallelujah. Thank God for our church. Amen. Thank God for our facility. Thank, you know, I'm just so thankful for what God did for us in the midst of all things, but so thankful that we had a place to stay open. Amen. We had a place to come together and pray. We had a place that we had 24 hours a day, seven days a week that we could actually uh, help people. So that's a blessing. Amen. So let's pray over this offering right now. Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise you because you are such a good God. And Lord, thank you that we bring our tithes, we bring our offerings, we worship you with our giving. Lord, thank you for these wonderful folks. They're so precious. They're such givers, Father, that you're going to bless them. You're going to cause increase to come unto their lives. Hallelujah. I just speak increase, Father, because they'll be obedient to give. They'll be obedient for your kingdom, Lord. So, Lord, thank you for that. Thank you, Father, as each one purposes in their heart to give, so let them give. Lord, each one, it's just a matter of what they purpose. And, Lord, we just honor you for it. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Ushers, go ahead. Hallelujah. Go ahead. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Welcome to Harvest Bible Church. A few announcements this morning. Well, our HBC kids hosting the throne is tonight. Oh, come on. That's more exciting. It's exciting. Yes. <laughs> All our kids and people that are um, volunteering and performing worked really hard yesterday at the rehearsal, so it's going to be an exciting time. It will be this evening at 5.30 right here, and then after we will be having hot uh, chocolate and cookies and crafts out in the Red Room, so it's going to be a fun night. It's for, it's for everyone, all ages. Bring the families. It's going to be an exciting time. It'll be fun. <laughs> also, Wednesday, we will have our Christmas movie night at 7 p.m. The kids will be watching The Star. I love that movie. And then we get also our movie called The Star of Bethlehem. And we'll have cookies. We all gotta have cookies, right? We'll have cookies. <laughs> gotta have cookies with Christmas movies. <laughs> so that'll be Wednesday at 7 p.m. And then next Sunday is Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas. We will be having our service 1030. It's going to be a family service. We're bringing all the kids, everyone. We're going to do it together for Christmas morning. We have to do it together, of course. (laughs) Also, one more announcement. (laughs) The fun doesn't stop. In January, we will be welcoming Dr. Guy and Ilka Pei. They will be here January 13th, um, the weekend of January the 13th. And they will also be, we will be doing a marriage home, a home improvement marriage in-house retreat, or excuse me, marriage seminar. (laughs) It will be Friday evening and Saturday. Um, We will, we will have a great time together. Um, I don't know if you haven't heard Dr. Guy, they have, they have amazing marriage jokes too. They're pretty pretty funny. <laughs> uh, of course, we will have lots lots of snacks, but it is going to be $50 per couple or $25 per ticket. Um, and we will have also a catered lunch on Saturday. We will have more details coming out as the time gets closer. Um, but we will be selling tickets today after service out in the lobby. So if you're interested, myself and Miss Angelica will be right outside if you're interested to get them today. <laughs> um, good Christmas gift, too. <laughs> Well, that's it for announcements. Junior high and senior high, you are dismissed. Everyone, have an amazing Sunday.
Amen. I wanted to um, highlight a couple things. Um, the the movie, The Star of Bethlehem, is an amazing movie. So it's a it's a documentary that we're going to be watching in here, and it talks about you know when God made the stars, the moon, and the sun, He uses them for for signs. You know they're used for signs. Now the world has hijacked that, and they use it for astrology. Um, but God has put the stars and the moon and the sun, all of their astronomy, different word, and it's for signs to show us the seasons. And you will discover, which is amazing, the night that the star of Bethlehem was created in the sky, <clears throat> something happened in the heavens, and you're going to see a documentary on that, what happened. And we recently, after um, more than 2,000 years, when it happened, the night when Jesus was born, it just recently happened, right? So just before Jesus was born, the star of Bethlehem came, and we just saw the star of Bethlehem happen again. What do you think is going to happen? Jesus is coming back, Tracy. That's right. I believe it's a sign in the heavens. So you don't want to miss this. It's going to be, it's really interesting and it's, it's very timely and it gives you, you know, like I said, the world hijacks everything that God has and God has cre- God is the creator of all things. Amen. And so, um, the enemy loves to make everything evil, but I'm telling you that's because he likes to warp what God already has, um, created for, for our good. So that's going to be fun. And then the kids will be next door watching the movie, the star. And if you want to bring some cookies, you're welcome to, you know, if you want to bake us, bake a dozen cookies, bring them on down. That would be fabulous. And, um, and that'll be a wonderful night. But I do want to give you the third, uh, the third announcement again of the, of the program tonight. You know, I was praying about, we usually do what's called starry, starry night when we reenact the whole, um, the children journey to Bethlehem. And, um, and so this year I just wanted to do something different. God had put in my heart to do something different. And so he gave me what's called the throne. And again, going back to the, what I just said, that the enemy has hijacked Christmas and they're going to learn tonight, a powerful message about what Christmas is really about. Who does the throne belong to? And so, you know, I want to encourage every adult to come too. I think you'll be, you'll be blessed. It's hilarious. I mean, we've got Pastor Mark and Aaron Schmallback and his boys, and they are funny and fabulous. The funny, fabulous. And Sean, and oh my goodness, and the kids are just adorable. They're going to be doing their two memory verses they've learned in this uh, unit. And so it's just going to be a wonderful evening. And then you're welcome to join us, like she said, for cocoa and cookies. And if you want to make an ornament, I'll let you make an ornament. I got plenty (laughs) for your tree, but join us tonight at 530. And if you have kids, neighborhood kids or grandkids, I encourage you to bring them tonight because there really is a message. It's not just a program. It's a really, there's a message in what's going to be brought forth tonight. Amen. All right. God bless you guys. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There's always something going on, something good. But because we want to do that, we want to touch the lives and touch as many lives as we can with people. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God is good. He is so amazing. Hallelujah. Well, if you brought your Bibles, hallelujah, then uh, go to John chapter 18. Hallelujah. We're going to find out why Jesus was born. My title this morning is... uh, to this end, I was born. And it's out of the King James Version of the Bible in, in uh, John's Gospel, chapter um, 18 and verse 37. 
Hallelujah. Because one of the things about realizing and understanding why we celebrate, why there's joy. I know the world has hijacked this, but you need to get the joy. And I know it's tough. If you've been to Walmart, if you've been to Target, if you've been to Costco, if you've been to all these crazy places, you've got to walk in love. You've got to just pray in the Holy Ghost. You know, you just, you just got to just, it's tough. And if you're out driving and you, people just are nuts. You know, it really is serious stuff out there. You got to stay full of the whole, and you got to stay full of joy. Why? Because the devil's always trying to steal your joy. He's trying to steal your joy on every area. Amen. But thank God he can't steal your joy. And if he can't steal your joy, he can't steal your victory. Amen. He can't, he can't, he can't. And that's what's so amazing. But look here, right here in John chapter 18, and let's look at verse 37. Uh, Pilate therefore said unto him, said unto Jesus, are you a king? Are you a king? Then Jesus answered, he said, you say, or thou sayest that I am a king. To this end I was born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth hears my voice. Amen. Hallelujah. And of course, the very next phrase of the next thing of verse 38, because I like that they put it up there. Pilate said unto Jesus, or said unto him, what is truth? Isn't that the greatest question in the whole earth today? What's true? What's true about this? Is this true? Is that true? We can't believe anything anymore. Isn't that, isn't that amazing that the devil set it up for Jesus to come back? He set it up for the church to be the greatest influence in the world because what did he do? He got everybody not to believe anybody. See, y'all thought that was bad. Y'all thought it was terrible. We can't trust the news. We can't trust this information. We can't trust this. How do we know who's checking the fact checkers? Amen. Who's doing this? What is truth? Isn't that the amazing thing? It brought it all the way back around until what is truth? But isn't it amazing? Go back and put up verse 37 back up there. I will just go over here because I can actually read this a whole lot better. It says, you know, he said this. He said, are you a king? Jesus said, you say I'm a king. And then he said, to this end was I born. That's the title. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. And everyone that is of truth hears my voice. Aren't you glad that you're of the truth? Aren't you glad you know what truth is? You're not in the dark. Amen. Go with me over to John's Gospel, chapter 1. Hallelujah. Go to John, chapter 1. Hallelujah. We know that Matthew 1 and 2 and, and Luke 1 and 2 talks about all the things getting Jesus' birth. But John chapter 1 is an amazing thing. 1 1 says, John chapter 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John was all about letting us know, hey, that Jesus was the Word. And if you jump down to verse 12, he says, But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Amen? He said, Which were born not of blood, not a, of the, uh, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God, which were born of God. Amen? 
Verse 14 says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Aren't you glad? Hallelujah for grace and truth. Amen. I am. I'm so thankful for the truth. So thankful for the truth. You know, John 17, 17 says this. Jesus prayed and he prayed and he said, Lord, sanctify them with thy truth. Thy word is truth. Aren't you glad we got the truth? For this cause, for this end, Jesus was born. Why? Yes, he was born to establish a kingdom of truth. And his cause, his cause, hallelujah, is that he should bear witness to that truth. See, one of the biggest things about I am so excited about the times that we live because nobody really believes in anything. And they're ready to receive truth. They really are. They don't know it yet. They're deceived. But the church shouldn't be deceived. We know where we've come from. We know where we're going. And so whatever happens in the journey is no big deal. No matter what we're going through, no matter what takes place, we ought to be the ones that have the answers. Amen? We have the answers. Why? Because for this end, Jesus was born. You know, Isaiah 9, 6, it says, For unto us a child is born, for unto us a son is given. Amen? And his name shall be called, we just sang about it, Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Amen? And, you know, the government shall be upon the shoulder, and of his government there shall never be an end. Amen? It's never ending. He's never, how many of you know his kingdom of truth is never ending? Aren't you glad that he, he took you out of the kingdom of darkness, Colossians says, and brought you into the what? The kingdom of his dear son or brought you into the kingdom of truth. It's amazing how the world says, oh, you're one of those or you're a Christian or you're this. Oh, you just, you're one of those weaklings. You're one of those, you have to have a crutch. You have to all that. And my response to them is, man, wow, and you're not? Glory to God, you're not a part of this great group? Oh, man, you're missing out. See, I don't know about you, but I'm excited about my relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I am so thankful that the new birth changed everything in my life. It got me out of thinking that I was lost. It got me out of thinking that I was nothing. It got me out of thinking, how did that, man, I can't do anything. Oh, I, you know, I always fail. It totally changed my thinking. It totally changed because it made me a new creature in Christ Jesus. All the old things that, you know, were gone, all the old things were gone, and everything became brand new, and all things were of God. Hallelujah. And I found out that Jesus was enough. For this sin, he came, he was born for truth. It amazes me. I mean, like I said, I've been in church all of my life, okay? So that's all I know. You know, my testimony is, is I, I was raised in church, got born again in church, and then started pastoring church. Uh, so it's not very exciting. Except that if you've been to church and you've been around church folks, you know, that's dangerous. And I'm still happy. I'm still full of joy. Hallelujah. I still got the life and the nature of God. Hallelujah. On the inside of me. Why? Because my new birth, my salvation changed everything. See, I never understood. I got born again as a child, nine years old. But when I came back to church that following week when I got born again, I got born again on a Monday night. Hallelujah. During a revival. Hallelujah. But that folly, I mean, when, that, when the pastor got up there and he preached hell hot, hallelujah, I knew I was saved. 
I knew I was born again. I knew that my life had changed and it had changed. You know? And that's when I became a cocky kid. I probably was cocky before that, but that, I mean, all of a sudden things changed, you know? And, uh, you know, because I became very assured in myself. See, most people get born again and then they're just, you know, they really don't know exactly what they got because Jesus was enough. Notice what he says here in the last part of the 14th verse. It says, full of grace and full of truth. Now jump down to verse 17. He said, for the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Truth and grace, grace and truth. You can interchange everybody there, but I'm so glad. You know, it never bothered me when people would come and argue and fuss. That's why I said, you know, when I started out in ministry, I started out at 19 and, uh, you know, and in full time going into it when 20. And so helping and doing, you know, I did turn 20 in the midst of this. But uh, what happens is, is that people come and argue on a fight and fuss because that's just when things were rolling about the word of faith. Things are rolling about believing God. Things are rolling about Christians actually being happy. Wanting to express, you know, it wasn't, man, if you don't get saved, you're going to go to hell. It was like, man, can I tell you how, how great the love of God is? Can I tell you how wonderful God wants to, what God wants to do in your life? Yes, he wants to save you from hell. He does. But the greatest thing he wants to do is he doesn't not only give you power to get saved, but glory to God, he gives you power to live this life. He gives you power to serve. He gives you power to stand. He gives you power. He doesn't just give you grace to be saved. He doesn't just, he gives you grace to stand against the wiles of the enemy. And he gives you grace to serve and to be a blessing. And he makes purpose out of your life for this sin, for this purpose. Hallelujah. My relationship with him. Amen. This is a pastor, you're just wild. I am. And I don't understand. I, I don't understand. I just don't understand. I got lots of friends, lots of people. Come to church. Yeah, we're going to church. It's like, yeah. And they get to church. Says, yeah, I was church today. Eh, it's church. Well, what did he say? Eh, he said something. Did he, what was the scripture from? I think, it, well, it's Christmas time, so it had to be in Luke. I come to church three times a year or twice a year, Easter and Christmas. So this is Christmas time. So it had to be Luke or it might have been Matthew chapter two with the wise men. Amen. We look at things and we see things. You know, isn't God different? This, this has been a totally different season. He's not even let me preach on a Christmas. I wanted to read the Christmas story and just be nice. I really, I do, I do. I, I, I have all these wonderful, I have all these wonderful Christmas messages. And God says, "Nope, we're going to do this. We're going to do this." Yeah, it really got messed up in 2020 when God just totally said, "You're not going to do series anymore." Just totally messes it all up when you can't plan your life. I mean, I was writing sermon. I, I had it planned out six, eight months in advance. You know, you can go play a lot more golf when you know what you're going to do next week. I haven't been able to play golf. I haven't been able to do anything, you know, because, because I get all nervous. Like, okay, God, are you going to tell me anything this week? I'm praying. I do my daily devotions. I do my daily prayers. I do all my stuff. Are you going to share with me? What are we going to do on this week? Ah, don't worry about it. Just have fun. Let's have fellowship. Well, be nice if you could tell me. You know, wouldn't be, I'd tell him, I'd tell him, Lord, be nice. I'm praying today. It's Monday. If you could give it to me today so I'd know what to do. 
Nah. Nah. He said, just get full. I'll pick one. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you know, that's why I always get up and circle the every. You think I'm being so spiritual down here, loving the worship. And I am loving the worship. But I got my eyes closed because I'm praying. I'm going around with 22 sermons in my head going, okay, which one? <laughs> Come on. Give me, a, give me a clue here. Give me something. <sighs> So I said, will you bring up the notes? I do. I, I pray for two and a half hours every Sunday morning before we, we do a sermon because I have to pray at least two hours so that I can come up here and give you something, even though I've studied all week long for hours and hours, because I want to give you what God wants to give you. Who cares what I have to say? Who cares about what I think? Who, I mean, who am I? Not that I'm just a mouthpiece of what God can go ahead and do it. I get, that's why I get so blessed. You see me get all excited because I'm hearing me for the first time going, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys all think, well, boy, he, he really does. No, it's a, that's hot off the press. That's some good stuff, man, right there. Even if nobody else wants it. How do you know that we live in a world that it's, it's totally, it's a truth, untruth battle? Man, it is. It's such a truth, untruth battle. Because you've got to guard your heart. And isn't it wonderful we can always come back to the truth no matter how bad everything's said, no matter how bad. Wait a minute. Jesus came to give me grace, God's ability in me to do the things I can't do of myself. Give me grace. And he came to give me truth. Oh, I'm so glad I know the truth. I'm so glad I have an unction from the Holy One and I know all things. Because believe it or not, truth is the foundation for everything in our lives. Amen. And Jesus was the perfect expression or is the perfect expression of truth. See, that's why when he was sharing there with, uh, you know, Pilate, Pilate's like, oh my gosh, who is this guy? What is truth? Go back there to John 18. Go back there to John 18. I love this because Jesus said, hey, this is why I'm here. You say I am, but this is who I am. You say this is who I am. You say I'm a king. He said, and he was a king. He was the king. That's why Pilate wrote down, he's the king of the Jew. And, and the Jews said, no, no, don't say he said that. Say that he, that he said that. No, so he is. Here is the king of the Jews. He just wrote, a, this is who he is. You know, and, uh, you know, and that's why when he says, what is truth, man? And he couldn't figure it out. He says, oh, my gosh, we're in trouble. He goes out, I find no fault. I'm going to wash my hands. You all are, uh, hey, you, gotta, you guys got to handle this. You got to handle this, you know. Amen. And here's something that mo- most people don't do, especially in the Christmas season. Most people want, just want the season to be over. <sighs> Instead of enjoying the season, enjoying everything. Do you know why they want the season to be over? Is because they're not rejoicing in what has taken place. They see all the lights. They see all the tinsel. And I think God's so smart in all he's doing. I mean, I've just seen God's hand in this whole end time thing. It's just so cool. You know, I mean, when you look at the read the word of God, it's like when, when you, can you can you imagine when Ananias spoke to Saul and Saul got his sight and he got filled with the Holy Ghost and God spoke to him and said, you're going to have to go before kings and you're going to go before rulers and you're going to speak for, don't you think Paul thought, I'm educated, I know things, I'm going to get escorted in, get on a nice robe, everything's going to be cool, I'm going to get to eat at the king's tables, I'm going to have a life of luxury, I'm just going to get to share Jesus, isn't this wonderful? And how did Paul share with every king and every ruler? As a prisoner. As a prisoner. 
standing before them and they could give execution orders to kill him. He's standing before them in life and death situations. Amen? In chains. Yeah, in there. That's how God did it. Now, how many of you know he did not expect that? How many of you know your life was not expected as what you thought it was going to be? But how many of you know your life is a masterpiece? Your life is so wonderful that people are watching and seeing, and your life is a life, especially now, that people around you, they need to see the hope. They need to see peace. They need to see joy in the midst of things. They need to see excitement. Listen, if you're not excited about Jesus coming, it's because you haven't done what he told you to do. Understand this, though. If there are things that you, you, know, you know and you can look, hindsight's always twenty twenty, and you can't do that. You know, you know there's, that's okay. You get forgiveness. God forgives. But now do what he's called you to do now. Be involved. Do something. Be, the, be a light. Whoever you're talking, be a light to your grandkids. Be a light to your kids. Be a light to your neighbors. Be a light. Be a joy. Be peace. Bring peace to a situation. Amen. Bring hope to a situation. Bring help to a situation. Be who you can be. Why? Because we know the truth. We know the answers. We know who God is. And we're not without hope. And we know the reason for this season is to bring joy and to bring peace. God with us. God is still with us. Hallelujah. Amen. He's still here. I mean, God always reminds me of what we're supposed to do and where we're at and how we're supposed to do it. Amen? And here's something. Here's something. This. Listen, listen. Well, how do we know what's going on in the world? How can we know? By the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit within you, you'll know what's truth. But you just got to gotta weigh everything everybody else says that's not born again. Everybody else that says that doesn't have the life of God in them because they're listening to their father, which is the father of lies. You remember Jesus told those, that group of people, he, in John chapter 8 and verse 44, he said, you're listening to your father, which is the devil, because he's a liar from the beginning. There is no truth in him. It's so amazing. Most people get their information from people who have no truth in them. I said, well, you don't trust our nation. I've never trusted our nation in my whole entire life. Now, I've prayed for my nation. I pray for our president. I pray for, because the Bible tells me I have to. I got to do that. I pray for everybody. I pray for all of those folks. So I said, well, do you pray God blesses them? No. I pray God sends laborers across their path. I pray that God surrounds them with godly men and women. I pray that God turns the hand of the king and he turns the heads and he turns things. I pray for, the, for God for you to intervene and to do the things that you need to do. Hallelujah. Amen. Now I pray for God to bless you because you're part of the family. Okay. I pray for our mayors. I pray for our governors. I pray. Yeah, I pray for our governor. Hallelujah. Some says, oh, you don't like our God? I, I don't like what he stands for and I don't like what he's doing, but I pray for him because the Bible tells me to pray for those who are in authority. Amen? Because I try to pray scripturally. Man, I haven't even got halfway down the, the notes that are here, but that's okay because God is good. Amen? 
God, God is good. He wants to do this. See, Jesus testified of the truth. He said, what did he say in John chapter 14 and verse 6? I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father except through me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. He testified of the truth. Amen? Hallelujah. And he illustrated the truth. He illustrated. Everywhere he went, he was truth coming in to say. Because you remember the, the Pharisees would come and try to trick him. And he'd say, well, you say the scriptures say this, but here's what the scriptures really say. Here's the truth of them. Amen? And then he also proved that the truth was right. Amen? You know, the, one of the biggest problems is with Christianity and why we don't maintain our peace why we don't maintain hope or why we don't maintain joy, it's because we forget who we are. We forget what's going, what God has already done, how strong we are in the midst of chaos, in the midst of circumstances. We think the fiery trial that's come to try us is going to wipe us out. And yet Peter said, think, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, as though some strange thing has come upon you. You're in a world where the enemy is going to come and you've got to say, okay, how do I handle this? Hallelujah. Because you know why I can handle it? Because I know the truth about it. I know that this is coming. But the number one truth I know about it, guess what? The redeem, my Redeemer lives. My Redeemer lives. My Lord lives. Jesus lives. Not only does he live, but he lives big on the inside of me. He lives big on the inside of me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then when the enemy says, yeah, but you did this. You messed up. You sinned. You say, yeah, I know. But the Bible tells me that sin no longer has dominion over me. So I can confess that Jesus Christ is my Lord. Father, forgive me. I've sinned. And he cleanses me and he washes it all away. Because sin does no longer have any power. So you don't know. I've already asked Jesus, asked God to forgive me, and it's wiped away. So you've got to have no guilt. I have no condemnation about it. Hallelujah. Now I've got to go and sin no more, lest the worst thing come on me. That's why a lot of you keep messing up, because you just, you know, you, you don't repent. You're just sorry you got caught. <sighs> See, because when you ask for forgiveness, you repent, and then God takes all the unrighteous, and so you become righteous, so you don't have to do that same thing again. Amen. See, that's what made David the apple of God's eye. It made the sinner, you know, he, why was David this great person? Because David never committed the same sin twice. He truly repented. Now, I'm sure he did a lot of other things twice and all kinds of junk. But as far as what the Bible says and what the Bible did, he never made the same mistake twice. Isn't that amazing? And if he could do it not having the Spirit of God in him, just the Spirit of God on him, you've got the Spirit of God in you and God comes upon you. God's giving you his grace. Hallelujah. He's enabling you, hallelujah, not to let sin no longer have dominion over you. You don't have to be ugly. You don't have to be mean. Amen. You don't have to do those things there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And if you ever had the devil come into you and tell you that hell, well, you know, but you're really not here. And see, you missed it. You can't hear. You really don't know what God is saying. No, glory to God, hallelujah. You can hear God for yourself. You got an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. I got an anointing that abides within me that I don't need any man to teach me. That same anointing that abides with me, it'll teach me all truth. Hallelujah. Amen. It'll bear witness with my spirit. How to, just like it bears witness with my spirit that I am a child of God because I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. For this end, for this end or to this end, I was born, Jesus said, to verify, to solidify and to say this is a kingdom of truth. Hallelujah. To give us truth. To give us this thing. Isn't that wonderful? 
See, that's why people say, well, you just think you're, no, you just think, you think Christianity. How do you know Christianity is the right religion? I say, because it's not a religion. It's not in that category. They want to lump it in. Isn't it funny that the world says, we're going to change this. We decided we're in this dictionary, this meaning is going to be this. We decided we're going to change this over here. Well, we just changed all that. Does that change it? Not at all. Not at all. That's the stupidest thing in the world. That's so stupid. And we get all upset about, oh, man, look what they're doing. They're changing. That doesn't change it. It is the word of God for it. Nothing changes the word of God. Nothing changes. It doesn't, see, it's always been about what people look at things and they want to say, you know, get all upset because somebody disagrees. That's amazing. Hallelujah. It's, nobody has any backbones anymore. Nobody has any standing up for, their, for rights and privileges. Nobody has any standing up. No, no, I don't care. I believe this. I believe the word of God. So I said, well, you're going to be standing by yourself. That's okay. Because like somebody told me, said, well, it's the majority. I said, well, majority is going to hell too, but that doesn't mean I want to be a part of it. Narrow is the way to heaven. You know, hallelujah. I mean, I love them. I'm going to preach the gospel. I'm going to share. But if they don't want to hear, they don't want to hear. See, because here's, here's one of the, another nice little truth that most people miss out on. See, I passed from death unto life, the Bible says. Now, how do I know that? How do I know that I've really, truly been born again, that I've passed from death unto life? What does the Bible say? The Bible says we know that we've passed. This is scripture. 1 John 3, I think 1 John 3, 14, somewhere in there. We know that we've passed from death to life. Why? Because we love the brethren. See, I can love people when you don't agree with me, you don't like me, you can just do it, call me everything. I've been criticized coast to coast, written about in books, all kinds of stuff. Glory to God. And I still love you. Because you ain't getting my salvation. I ain't going to hell for nobody. And I don't have to be depressed. Man, I'm having fun. I'm so glad I'm preaching to me. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Amen. I mean, I'm about to make one person that actually change, maybe crack a little bit more than that frown off their face. So I'm working on that. That's one guy I'm working on, so it's good here. Once I get him moved, then we're going to go on to the next one. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. That's close. Oh, I almost got him on that one. That was good. All right. Listen. <laughs> oh, Mark, quick. Don't, come on. Get back. Be a little serious. It's Christmas. God, be a little serious. Ah. Uh, Remember what, when we understand that truth is our foundation, I wrote this down in my notes, just in pen. It's not the knowledge of what we know about yesterday. And it's not our hope for tomorrow that is really what's going to help us uh, today, to be honest. And that's what people do. See, remember I said we're always wanting this to be over there. We're trying to get to the next good thing. Or we're trying, instead of enjoying the day, enjoying the moment, just like I said, there's power in the pause. And just enjoy where you're at, what's going on. But here it is here. This is what I wrote down. It is the truth that you know that you should be shouting about today. It's the truth that brings life to you. And see, when you know the truth of your salvation, doesn't matter what you're going through. You know, I've had 
you know, the first two weeks. I mean, there had been a, a lot of things hit and a lot of things happened and the enemy was just trying to bombard. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But, and yeah, you can get frustrated. You can get down. You can get like, oh my gosh, what's going on here? Why is this? Why is this happening? I mean, I had to, I had to, I had to really search myself and say, okay, Lord, where did I open the door? What's happening? What's going on here? And if you can't find the door, Amen. Then you know it's just you and the enemy. He's just decided, I'm going to pick a fight. And I'm a little different than most folks. I'm not a flight person. I've never been a flight person. And uh, that's probably not a good thing. Uh, really, sometimes it's better off to walk away. I, you know, you'd be like that. But I've, I've always been a fight person. Thank God God delivered me from a crazy temper. Hallelujah. Thank God he delivered me a long time ago from all kinds. So, I, but I, I fight spiritually and I fight my battles of what goes on. And uh, in that though, I realize, hey, here's what I need. Okay, devil, if it's a fight you want, then it's a fight you're going to get. Because here's what we're going to do. And the only way I know to tear his kingdom now is go share Jesus with somebody. Go lay hands on the sick. Go, go bless somebody. Go meet a need. Go help somebody. Go encourage. Go strengthen. Go pray and ask God, okay, God, who can we, you know, who, who needs us right now so we can slap the devil right in the face? People say, what do you mean? Yeah, go do more. Go do more. Go do more. That's, that's See, the devil, he's like, don't wake him up. He's always telling his little imps that try to come around. He says, don't make him mad because then he'll go do things. Amen. Now, all of you, you're like, oh, gosh, what happened? But no, the enemy. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Go to 1 John chapter 5, verse 20. Amen. Whew, glory to God. I got to catch my breath. I've been just rambling here, so... You guys caught me, got me a little excited. I got to be a little bit frolicly there, frolly, whatever that is, folly or whatever it is. I was cutting up here. Yeah, it's hard for you. You know, it's so funny. People can't even take a joke anymore. They just can't take jokes anymore. They get everything so serious. Wow. I can't believe you're doing that. You need to come tonight. If you want a really good laugh, come tonight. (laughs) It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun because, see, I'm in the play, so it's going to be fun. <laughs> Just FYI, okay? You know, amen. First John chapter 5, verse 20 says this. It says, and we know the Son of God is come, praise God, and hath given us an understanding. Aren't you glad that we know that Jesus has come and that he's given us an understanding that we may know him that is true? Him that is true, number one. That, and we are in him that is true. I love John, I love. Even in his son, Jesus Christ, that is the true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols, amen. You know, he says truth three times, four times in that verse. He's trying to, we know him that is true. What is he trying to get across to everybody? He's saying, listen. This is what's going on. Because how many of you know people were saying, well, you said Jesus was coming. You said he was going to set up his kingdom. You said this, all these things here. How do you know that all of our lives we've heard Jesus is coming? All right? We've heard Jesus is coming. All these things. How many of you know that all of those people that when they were waiting for Jesus to come the first time had heard God's going to send us a Messiah. God's going to send us a Messiah. God's going to send us a Messiah. And of course, when God sent it, none of them knew he came. And God gave signs in the heavens, and God gives signs. God's given us signs. God's given things. Amen. And uh, how many of you know why Herod 
you know, killed every baby two years and below because he inquired of the wise men how long ago did so he did okay we got to kill every baby two years ago because that's when the star first appeared amen, amen. hallelujah so we're going to do this because people have said well that star appeared and now it's gone yeah it did you know hallelujah but it appeared you know then and they followed it in to, to get to it but uh, uh, realize that so we're we saying Jesus is going to come back in the next year I don't know he, if he doesn't he's missing a good opportunity <laughs> You know, according to my calculations, he's going to miss a really good opportunity, okay, to everything that takes place and all those things there. But I don't ever preach my calculations, okay? I just live them and say, okay, Lord, this is a good time. This is a good thing. You can do this. You can do that. It's all good. Amen. But you know what we have to do? Let's wind this thing down and wind it up here a little bit. Is that, hallelujah. You know, we know, like I said, that we've been passed from death to life. We also know where we're seated. How many of you know that you're a citizen of heaven? If you're, if you're truly born again, if you've truly made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, and you know that Jesus Christ is your Lord and is your Savior, that if you were to die today, you'd make heaven. Hallelujah. You're seated in, in, in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, which means you can't get any higher spiritually, which means you're an eternal being, which means you're a child of God, and which means God has great things in store for you. Amen? So you are seated up there with Christ. You are that. And then also, when you understand that, you know that 1 John 4, 4 says what? Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. But the first part of that first says, you are of God, little children. Wow. Remember what it said when we first started? We were born of God. Not of the will of man, not of the will of flesh, but we were born of God. Born of God. Born of God. Isn't that an amazing thing? That's so awesome. I love that. I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. But here's what we need. Here's where all the key happens is that you have to have faith. Hallelujah. You have to have faith. Let me give you an example of how faith and grace and truth works. Okay. When you know the truth about something, it's kind of like this. We have thermostats in the back back here, which we can control by our phones or by things and stuff. And, uh, you know, that's our thermostat. So it's back there. It's kind of good. How many you know that thermostat represents hope? Because you know that thermostat can either make it cooler in here or hotter in here. If somebody programs it right, right? And what does that thermostat do? It's connected to a furnace up there. And that furnace up there is your faith. That's your faith because that has the ability to produce or it's connected to an AC up there. So it's connected to that, those two furnaces or the AC up there. Those are, that's where your faith, because that has the potential, it has the potential to produce what you need at that time, whether it's heat or whether it's cooling. That's your faith. So you got hope on the wall and you got faith up on top of the roof. All right, we got faith. We got faith. I got hope, you know, in this. The problem is, is how does it work? It works through electricity. And so what is electricity? Electricity is the grace of God. Hallelujah. It's the, it's the grace of God. Amen? Hallelujah. So we have our hope, we have our faith, and we have our grace that can do things. The problem is, is that do we believe that it is really true that if I set that, it affects that, and it causes this? Do, is it true well, 
We know it's true. We think it's true. When you're cold, you turn the heater up. When you're hot, you turn the air conditioning down. You do that in your car by pressing buttons. You have hope and faith that this is going to work. And when it doesn't work, you get all upset. (laughs) Isn't it amazing? But when your faith in God doesn't work, you don't get near as upset. You say, oh, it must not be the will of God. Well, if your heater's not working in your car or if your heater's already out or your air conditioner, you call somebody to repair it. So if your faith isn't working, you got to repair it. You got to believe why, but it comes, and faith only comes by hearing the word of God and the word of God is truth. So you got to believe that what the word of God says and your faith in the word of God, hallelujah, enables you to say, I'm going to change the thermostat. And some of you need to change your thermostats. Some of you need to get hope. That there's a future. That there's a brighter thing coming to pass. See, your future is so bright. Your future is so awesome because Jesus is about to come. And the church is about to get brighter and brighter and brighter. Amen? It is. It is. It is. Hallelujah. It is. And see, grace is the electricity. So grace is God's power. Because see, God's about to perform this. God's about to do it. Isn't it amazing? God said, I'm going to perform this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to. Isn't it amazing? Jesus said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Amen. 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 How many of you know this isn't a story? This isn't a theory. But this is life. This is death. This is truth. This whole thing is, for this end, Jesus was born. For what purpose was Jesus born? We know that he was born to save the world. But he was born, what? To establish truth. He was born to give us a kingdom of truth. He was born, hallelujah, so that we would know the truth. So as we accept him, we know that there is a heaven. We know about what's going to take place. We know where we're going to be. We know we're going to get to come back. We know what's going to take place. And we want to take as many people with us to heaven, as many as we can. And God wants to give us his ability. Amen? Hallelujah. And so we have hope. Not only hope, praise God, but we've got faith. Amen? We're ready. We're ready for God. Hallelujah. Glory to God to see the performance of things. And we've got grace, which is God's ability to do it. We've got the power. Amen? Hallelujah. And his ability to believe that what his word says is true. It just changes everything. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you know, one of the greatest truths in the world for all of us is that we know that if this earthly tabernacle dissolves, if we die and go to heaven before we get to see all the things that we want to, we're rejoicing. Why? Because we know that God has given us a body. He's given us a building not made with hands, but he's given us one How did that he's prepared for us. He's got one for us. He's receiving us up to himself. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And it's eternal in the heavens. So never feel sorry for any Christian that's died. Never feel sorry for any Christian that's died. Glory to God. Hallelujah. They... they, they have finished their course, even if they left early. Okay? Hallelujah. Even if they left early, that's okay. Because heaven is far greater. 
and God had prepared a place for them. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you today. Lord, I've just had fun. I just trust that this went over, that people got a hold of the thing because I know for this end, for this end, Jesus said I was born and for this cause so that I could establish the truth. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father God. I love you and praise you, Father. I just thank you for this Christmas season. Father, we got a week until Christmas Day as we celebrate it here. My heart is, is that you make us all gifts to our families. Make us all gifts to our neighbors. Let us have opportunities to love. Let us have opportunities to speak a word in due season. Father, let us have an opportunity to bring hope, to bring peace and joy. Let us have an opportunity to bring joy. Joy. Not talking about happiness, talking about joy. That power that's on the inside of us, part of the fruit of the Spirit, Lord. And now, Lord, our hearts cry. Jesus came most of all to bring a truth that, that every man, that we, we were sinners and we needed a Savior. That's a truth. And so if there's anybody here under the sound of my voice that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and as their Savior, they may know about him, they may know of you, they may know about you, but have they ever made Jesus the Lord of their life? And if you're here and you've never done that, that's what we're talking about. Doesn't matter if you come to church, doesn't matter if you're a good person, talks about it. Is Jesus a personal Lord to you? Have you believed in your heart, have you confessed with your mouth his lordship and made him the Lord of your life? You believe with your heart unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You need this. You need to know this. This is your day. Today is your day. Today's the day of salvation. So if you're here, just raise your hand real high. Let's pray. Don't leave this place not knowing Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. God loves you. He loves you so much. Amen. And Father, not only do we pray for these here, but we also pray for those that are watching. But Father, let us be laborers sent into your harvest. Let us be laborers sent into your harvest. Oh, let us be laborers to be sent into your harvest. Oh, Father, that's our heart's cry. That's our heart's desire. Because we need, there's a lost and dying world that need Jesus Christ as their Lord and as their Savior. Father, thank you. Father, give us, send us to the one that are lonely. Send us to the ones that, that just need truth to be ministered to them to this year. Father, we honor you for it. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. And amen. You know, I, I heard a story. And I said, well, you know, this is that it was by D.L. Moody. He was in Chicago in his church, and they were pre- And so, what they used to do back in those days, he would preach really heavy, really hard, and he and he preached a message, and it was real strong. And it was about okay, I want you guys to go home and think about this, and then come back le- next week and let me know of what your decision is for Christ, whether you're going to be born again or whether you're going to believe what I've been saying. Well, that night, the Great Chicago Fire came and burned his church, burned his house, burned you know uh, half the city, and. And uh, many things happened. And in his book and in his testimony of his book, he said, you know, I never got to go back with those people. And that's why we always have an altar call. But we always should be compelling the lost. We should always be inviting people to church, getting them so that there can be a, a, a heart of doing it. And he said, I never, ever, he goes, never, ever after that did I ever not throw out the net or go out and say, hey, let's do this now. I don't want you to wait a week. I want you to think about it now. Because today's the day of salvation. Amen? 
and to realize how let's do this. Let's, let's take hold of what God has. Listen, we've got such an excitement in our spirit because we've got joy and hope and peace for what God has done in our lives. Amen. And for this end, this is why Jesus was born, so that you would know the truth and that the truth would set you free. Amen. Let's all stand up. We're going to have our prayer team come forward if you need prayer for anything. Praise God. I love you. God love Hey, Merry Christmas. If I don't see you Wednesday, if I don't see you next Sunday, Merry Christmas to all of you. We love you. Amen. Be blessed.